Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the weekly podcast where we're now analyzing Wonder Woman five minutes by five minutes. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. It was very good. They see, so easy. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Johnny, and you can find me anywhere with Austin Powers Minute. And today we're talking about Wonder Woman minutes 11 through 15, which is going to um, start with the end of the eight-year-old Diana uh, flashback. And then we're going to end with uh, grown-up Diana, 33 years old Diana. Uh, 33 oh. in whose years? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Okay, save can... that. Save, save. I have that. It's, it's today's episode. Okay. We're going to end with the, you know, the, the age of Diana as a Wonder Woman in this film. That's how the minutes are going to end this week as we get through Diana's grow, growing up and yeah. training phase. Um, and so that's going to be a big question here because we're gonna, today we're going to be talking about we have we have eight-year-old Diana who is played by Lily Aspel and then the 12-year-old uh, one we're going to see. Um, she is... What, let me see what her I name. I thought you took notes. I did. I, okay, <laughs> so hang on. I pulled so, out my notes, but it brought up my gym notes. For what are we doing about a little talk about uh, changing up the format? Do we just need? Do we just blow that over? We're cha- we're going weekly now because yeah, I'm gonna mention it you know, on the week one when I re uh, re edit it. Oh, you're gonna say, oh so you're I'll gonna fi- have an insert. Yeah, I'm gonna don't fix don't cut post. this out. This is news to me. I like hearing this. So when I listen back, <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, that was. Mark put that in there because he did the recording. He sat in his bed. He put the blanket over him to protect it, the sound. And uh, <laughs> I don't want my neighbors. You know, people do that. People before. do that. Uh, do uh, Neil did that, and when he lived in Hong Kong, people to record for um, Mogwai. Wait, wait. What did he do? He put. You put a blanket over your head. You sit on your bed and you 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 know put a blanket on your head. It's because his air conditioning was too loud, and there's not really any place that was sound dampening enough and any time you took a break for recording he would like air himself out basically <laughs> okay so yeah we'll just um we'll, so we'll get c- those blankets ready rev, rev, rev up those fryers <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh what is preteen at diana Okay. Oh, yeah. The oh, that's what you're talking about. So yeah. there's three. There's three Dianas in here. There's three uh, Dianas. Three that sounds like a band. You can't see. A, I almost sang the song again. Dirty Diana. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um. So, so three Dianas. Yeah. This first uh, beginning of this. Trace Dianas. Is that? It's like a mayonnaise. Yeah, that's kind of that's bad. Uh, just, you know, three Dianas. Nobody likes mayonnaise. Anyways, so Lilia Spell, she's the eight-year-old one, and it's 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 noted in the credits as Lilia Spell is Diana, eight years old. Eight years old. And then um, Emily Carey is this one that we see here that's mm-hmm. 12 years old. Yeah. Now, uh, where's what? My, hang on. What are you going to ask? What are you getting, a calculator? No, I was going to try to find my Man of Steel notes, to be completely honest with you, and work backwards to see what ages they show the Trinity at. Because do they show them at all, th- those same ages? Because that'd be kind of fun. 
eight. Oh yeah. Eight, oh. Eight twelve and eight twelve in prime. Oh well, I mean they show. Well, we don't get show. Bruce at prime, but. No, we sh- we see Clark Kent at zero. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like zero. A, he was just born. The movie starts with him being just born. You call it zero? That's weird. How old is that? <laughs> what else would you call it? Yeah, that's not that's not how you I don't measure know. life of uh, a baby. Three weeks or something? Yeah. No, he literally is... was just born. The movie starts with him coming out the womb. Out minutes. How how old then is he? Like twenty. The birth minutes. of Clark or the birth of Kal El. <laughs> yeah, is but you're you trying to put a number zero. on it. That means he doesn't he, exist. But here's the weird thing. Okay, and then okay, going back to Clark is like you'd have to calculate light years from when he left Krypton to when he got. Then he's to, like a thousand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, have I don't know how long. Thirty-three I don't, light years. I don't have the t- I don't have the titles of the. M- <laughs> this is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I don't have the titles of the movie of the notebooks that I have in front of me. <laughs> so like I just have to flip open to the pages and like see the minute and maybe there's like ep- episode titles at the top. What was impromptu shock therapy? Uh, <laughs> oh, that oh, that's was... Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah. Keith Griggs. Okay, so that's not that one. What's this one? <laughs> this is this is your only point of reference. It's just titles. Make Krypton Great Again was episode four of Man of oh, Steel. It's the yeah, only one I remember. Man. Dang. That was someone. It's and now in hindsight, is it bad to parody that? <laughs> it's it's bad it's to that, wear no that. No parody out. of that works. Yeah. No parody of that works. So sometimes we're people the, use we're it. We're in the fault on that one. And I'm like, oh, are you? Because someone will say like, oh, make yeah. you know, someone will be talking about a video game, and they'll be like, oh, make Mortal Kombat great again. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I'd use that hashtag. I know what you're trying to say, but there's some guy who took that and ran with it. Anyways, okay. I found the I found the Dawn of Justice one, and it's good because it starts with um, the timeline. Does oh snap! I don't know if I. I don't know if I wrote down the timeline. Uh, it, I know I it's like like, I, like October to. I could have sworn I did, but um, it starts with um, you know the 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 theater, mm-hmm. the theater, um, but. Clearly, as all things should, start at the theater. Uh, I don't have his age. I just have young Bruce. So that's a... Dang, that's a gamble. Yeah, my I notes wish... have like a timeline for them, like Bruce and Clark, because they somehow... We were trying to figure out their age by the headstones and the the, uh, the Wayne headstones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we also went by the that bruce and his family saw like excalibur and it came out in like 1982 81 81 and then clark landed at like 1980 and you know they by the time dawn of justice starts bruce is 45 years old johnny yeah i'm going i'm i'm going off not really track hard you know i just not really a question it's just like the fact that the only person that you can keep on a like human constructed timeline would be bruce because yeah yeah exactly clark clark ages differently than humans and so does diana so their timelines are very non human prescriptive like you can't you can't Mm -hmm. prescribe human timelines to an alien and a demigod yeah demigoddess and then for barry it's like what is time and then uh, it's a social construct. V- Victor <laughs> just freezes for him. You know, he's yeah. just—he's just—he's just already dead. 
Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Um, I was but, just uh, this. We're off track. I was just trying to see if the ages matched up because I do remember seeing like a like a Tumblr post of like when Wonder Woman was out. It showed like you know the three the Trinity as kids, and it showed you know all the beginnings like the opening sequences mm-hmm. as like the kid version. I was like, oh yeah, of course, that's you know solid. Yeah, and then we uh, we get Aquaman as a kid. We'll see him in in his film as a kid as well, um, but with. With one movie Woman, gets a lot of hate. Sorry, Aquaman. Yeah, it does yeah. because it's um, that's a it, shame. It leans into what uh, it is. Yeah, and I think some people we'll don't talk like about that. that. Don't worry. Yeah, stop we'll it. get to it. I love it. Case closed. But um, so Diana, like when we talk about the hero's journey and like that, or we talked about like thirty-three as like that golden year number of age. Um, Diana would be 33 by the end of this week. Like as we, as she finishes her trials of being an Amazon and she goes through her training with, with Antiope, she would technically be like 33-ish around her age. But what's weird is that what does that mean with human time? Because she's the same age when she gets to like Dawn of Justice and Wonder Woman 1984, like it's still the same Diana. Um, even through a hundred years, like she's still that version of Diana. And when they say that young Diana, who's eight years old, is now 12 years old, to me, that doesn't mean four human years past right no 40 years or something yeah like maybe 40 like if you want to quantify it but i don't think you don't you need to Mm -mm. um no i think it's supposed to be like you know themiscaria exists outside of time Mm -hmm. like why didn't barry run into it at some point or something i don't know it's like it's things like that like why doesn't I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's but like, uh, th- but then it's weird because then it gets like you know you go into Justice League and then Steppenwolf just uh, starts to play a really cool live show right there on the green and everybody's like yeah no <laughs> but he just kind of boom tubes Wrong there because he's like oh yeah I've been here before <laughs> well because Steppenwolf is technically inside the realm of mythology yeah they still making albums <laughs> looking for adventure <laughs> oh whatever but comes yeah, his way I would assume that only. But he's, like, you know, mythological he, he, creatures yeah. could do that. I don't know. Whoa, what do you mean? Like a unicorn? Or like a yeah. Bigfoot? Sure. What are you those, talking? Those are, well, one of those was like a mythical creature. The other one was a cryptid, but like, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so hang on. Now, is now what's the discussion between Loch Nessie being a cryptic or a plesiosaur? What do you guys, how do you fall on that? What's that line? You think it's a dino? He's asking if a dinosaur falls into a cryptid? into the present time. No, is it now a cryptid? not a dinosaur, Nessie. Okay, but you're saying what what stops a plesiosaur from being a cryptid? No, no he's my, he, my no because is, then do you that think would it's assume... a plesiosaur or do you think it's a cryptid? Because yeah. if you think it's a plesiosaur, then it's like yeah, it's a dinosaur. But then if it's a cryptid, it's like yeah, it's a you know made up. It's a monster. It's a myth. Some dude was you know it's a it was a stick in the water. 
I'm going off. I'll lean towards dino versus cryptid. It's a dinosaur. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a that's a question I, I, I you know looking at these minutes today I was I was like okay well they say she's eight years old and then she's twelve years old and I was like that's that that's some weird measure of time maybe Themyscirans have their own uh, measurement of time. We know by the time that she is 33 that it's 1917, 1914, maybe. It's World War One era. Um, but we don't know what it's time it is. a big jump. Yeah, we don't know That's what... It's three years that you said. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, she's the same age when she gets like 2016 in 1984. So it's a drop in the bucket for her. Um, I think she looks a little bit uh, younger. I mean, like, it's... I, th- I think they make it a point because I saw a um, I saw a, a picture <clears throat> of I think it's the cover of Wonder Woman seven fifty. Let me do this. I have a computer right in front of my face. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for saying it. Um, so images, uh, yeah. So here it is, right here. Um, how do I send this to you? We can just Google it too. You got, come on. We're, this is 2019, 2020. <laughs> um, so, like, it shows n- number 750, I think, came out this week, last week, maybe this week. Maybe it came out today. Oh, snap. Um, dating the episode. But it has um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten versions of her. Spanning from like the original, oh, like no, uh, I see. and it I shows see like uh, the Kennedy verse, not Kennedy verse. What is that one called? Where, where, <laughs> where Kennedy was still president? <laughs> oh snap! I can't remember. Uh, Dawes, there's Darwin. The Darwin verse one uh, shows a couple of other. You know, the New Fifty Two one left, uh, mm-hmm. Rebirth one right, and then <coughs> this one right in the middle. That's that's eighty four. Like I mean, obviously the face is Gal, but that's is that what she looks? Is that her outfit in eighty four? The stars on the skirt i i it's a little bit weird because she it may be because it also like it goes from new 52 to i i think the the cinematic version right in the middle yeah but i assume that's from the new movie coming up and then rebirth is rebirth is is the is the right one i know that's the rebirth one because that one that has a little bit of blend with the new 52 one which i really like the new 52 one Oh um, God, man! I love that. Oh, I think that that Superman that was, and Wonder Woman storyline was so good. Yeah, just the the New Fifty Two really leaning into the Greek mythology stuff. I thought was she one was of the great. best things. Um, she was great. There's also the Linda Carter one on there. That's kind of dope. Um, yeah, they got the Linda Carter in there. Uh, what is the one in the, uh, the right to the right of that? Is that just like JLA verse with the big uh, with the big hair nineties? I don't know well, what that is. They didn't include the the rocker phase one. Did they? The jacket? Well, that would, I guess, no. Yeah, they didn't include that. I was going to say that would include New 52, but no, that was right before it. There there was that phase where she didn't have her traditional outfit, and they were like, yeah. what if she was hip and cool all the time? And then that brings up the question of like, oh, she's not hip and cool when she's just wearing her outfit? She's got to wear a cool jacket to be cool? Oh, and what? I can't sneeze? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? I can't. Oh, I'm not allowed to sneeze? Um, you also have to think of like this cover is not just about Diana through the ages. It's also about 
That's the whoa title. That's write that down. Diana through that's the ages. Three Dianas in this episode. Diana through the ages. Oh my god, Johnny, <laughs> on you fire, are... Mark. You got it. or You need me to do it. I think we got it. All right, um, you got it. So you also have to think uh, whoever was doing the art for these uh, mm-hmm. versions of Diana is doing mm-hmm. it through the lens of. I guess the ideal Diana, what the ideal form of beauty for Wonder Woman would have been at the time. Not necessarily just um, about age. I felt well. like it was doing era in a way. I, like it starts like era and then it kind of goes into like, um, uh, not depictions. What's the interpretations maybe? I don't know. Because like Linda Carter's thrown in there. I don't know what the second row far left is, but I feel like that is modeled after someone or if that's just what she looked like in I couldn't even tell you what because that is you'd have to go back and also look at the um, the Batman Superman one because they they did those first and then they were like just now they were like oh we'll do the Wonder Woman one as well but the Superman one I believe has some cinematic portrayals in there but I don't know if the Batman one does because Batman one has a lot and there's a lot the, this Wonder Woman thing that we're looking at, yeah. they did a Superman and Batman one before oh. for their 75th year and all that kind of stuff. They're like 75 years of Superman and 75 years of Batman. They were like, they oh. did this before. They just now did the Wonder Woman one as goes tradition. You know, Wonder Woman yeah. always comes last when it comes to the Trinity. Um, I'll hold my tongue. But anyways... You have to look at those because I think the Superman one includes some cinematic portrayals, but not the Batman ones so much because there's too much different iterations of Batman. Yeah, isn't that wild? It's so Man, I was saturated. like having this. I was having that conversation with myself the other week where it's just like he's in his car a lot. There's no. <laughs> I was like with yourself. Me. Do we need to have a conversation about this? Talk no, to yourself. Well, in your I was. Car. I don't know. Do you talk to yourself when you're in your car, Johnny? I talk to myself all the darn time. Yeah. At home with I two sing. cats, I talk to them, which is talking to myself all the time. Um, I'm trying to find the images, but I don't see. I just I put Superman number seven fifty, but that couldn't have been it. Superman's seventy fifth anniversary or something. Yeah, Superman like eightieth anniversary or Superman seventy fifth. Either one, they, either way, they did. Um, they did the Superman and Batman one not too long ago. Oh. Um. But while you guys go through with that, I'm just going to go through some quick uh, tidbits about... Um, it doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about okay, Superman yeah. and Batman. Yeah, we don't We're have to shadow... Wonder Woman. You don't have to shadow Wonder Woman by talking about Superman and Batman. Um, yeah. So before we... To kind of start this whole week off, because what it starts with is the end of Lilia Spell's uh, portrayal of Wonder Woman, um, is Queen Hippolyta showing... Diana, this god killer sword that is encased with this godlike, um, like case, and she's very interested in in having this weapon, um, and the design of this this weapon, um, Aline uh, Bonetto, who was like the production designer um, for this, she said she was inspired by this god killer sword because she went to um, this uh the british museums to look at like old um artifacts and architecture and stuff like that and there were like some assyrian swords that she saw there that would have 
it almost looked exactly like this sword. Uh, but instead of like where this kind of has like, um, I guess like a dragon kind of like two headed yeah. dragon on the hilt. Serpent. Uh, yeah. The, serpents. They're not dragons. Come on. She called them dragons in the book. But, well, uh, <laughs> maybe is she, she English. Yeah. I think she might be English. You, it's just all right. I'm not gonna. But anyways, uh, she said the Assyrian sword has like had two Syrian. Lo- You're saying Syrian? Assyrian. Assyrian. Like Assyria? Or is it Syria? Are they the same? What? I have no. I'm Assyrian. asking you. A S Y E R I A N. That's a- not how you spell it. A S S Y R I A N. Assyrian. Um, Did I pass the spelling bee? Egypt. Oh, so like, was it? I don't know what. Um, is it an old empire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very old. Okay, so not Syrian. So no. Yeah. Okay. No. But probably where they got the name from. Um. So yeah, this is uh like the Egyptian kingdom is what it looks like. Yeah, Assyrian Empire is green and yeah, that's all the Assyrian Empire, the Egyptian kingdom. Before mm-hmm. sixteen or no, before six hundred and seventy one BC. So what is yeah. this? This shows Thebes. Thebes. Oh man, I was trying to find the the map. The city of there, Thebes. No, is that we're talking uh, about? Well, yeah, no, the river Thebes. Um, mm. So yeah. But yeah, that that's where she got like the design for this sword first, and basically they they were talking about like how they designed everything for Wonder Woman first, down to the weapons and all that. And then they were like, okay, now we can base the the design of the characters in Themyscira from that. And so they did they did this first, the sword and obviously the, the stuff that was already done for Dawn of Justice. And they brought that all together. And they were like, this will establish what mm-hmm. Themyscira and the Amazons will look like when it comes to armor, their, their weapons and stuff. Um, but then as we look, at the other characters, we will see that they have something that is only seen on them. And so, like, for instance, um, Artemis, who we see later in this week, when she has her armor and whatnot, Artemis is supposed to have armor that kind of resembles what they say is, like, a, um, a tortoise because she's this, you know, she's Anne Wolf. She's this big, giant, like boxing coach basically and so her armor is supposed to look very um like tough all around Well, i mean your armor is supposed to fit your niche fighting style Mm -hmm. so not an archer's armor is not going to be the exact same thing as like a basically like a tank Mm -hmm. which is her yeah come on and then play rpgs we get yeah and then then menalipa is like she wears like leather pants almost because she does a lot of like horseback riding and she's like a little bit more agile, but she does a lot more of like, she does a little uses a little bit more conventional stuff. Um, and I'm so, curious as to why they chose like Assyrian instead of more. I mean, a Grecian. Do you think it's like? I mean, obviously, it's probably like a combination of both. Probably what you're pointing out right now with how like, you know, some people will probably have something that's more designed towards a Grecian than mm-hmm. Assyrian. <clears throat> Because there's like, I mean, even the bedchambers and stuff like that, that we were talking about before, sort of um, 
you know, a little bit of Egyptian architecture, I guess you could point out with like the sun that we were talking about. Yeah. And everything. Um, that's a, that's just a really cool choice in my opinion. Cause it's like, then, then I was trying to think like, well, you could probably pinpoint, um, Themyscira on a map ish. If you try to figure out like where Steve Trevor was like flying from mm-hmm. and like where uh, at that point in time where the war was happening for them to be like in the ocean because i was looking at a map here of like this assyrian kingdom and stuff like that and like where the greek city states were at the time and like where themiscara could have been i don't know obviously it's you know protected and stuff like that but it's still on earth right yeah. it's still in one of the seas is it in the red sea no is it in the mediterranean sea somewhere mm-hmm. i don't know and then it's like oh it has to be in the mediterranean sea because like if if steve trevor they were fighting world war one was that happening in africa as well was there a tour in africa then you gotta yeah, figure that stuff out yeah world war one also had like the whole ottoman empire part of yeah. the, the war was going on and like um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. when they were in, like... Um, That's a whole different story. Just go watch Lawrence of Arabia. I'm sure yeah, someone's doing L- Lawrence of Arabia Minute over there and some other podcast. Are they doing uh, that? No. That'd be fun. I want to... <laughs> Nate wants to do it now. I kind of want to do that now. You, why didn't I... No, you can't do that. But you have to go do it in the desert. You have to go there, and you have to camp out there and record the whole podcast. And you have to suffer with the uh, the dementia of it all um that's rough but anyways yeah no i what's great about um the production designers being like oh we're gonna use like uh bonicelli's uh or botticelli's uh birth of venus and we're gonna use assyrian uh weapons as as a basis is like you get this blend of italian and the greeks and and all this other kind of like all these different mythologies are blending together so that the mascara can be ambiguously it's not just about that hippolyta welcomes all women who like who are sisters like who want to become sisters basically in the in the in-universe explanation yeah but like when you if we were watching it and everything was greek based we would be like it's a little too greek to be anything magical as far as this is a themiscara world we'd be like oh it's like uh, think about we were talking about it in the first week but like everything would be like every other greek mythology movie we've already seen i guess yeah and so this is like okay but it's very lost continenty where it's like everything is you can't pinpoint it on the map that's the whole point it's like you want it to be a blend of different cultures like the egyptians and the assyrians and greek and roman and all Middle of it Eastern. has all of it has to blur and become this own mythical thing that is Wonder Woman's place of origin. Yeah. I'm looking so, at it right now. There was a post on The Guardian back in, oh, this is two years ago, 2018. Maybe it's still there. I don't know. The British, some British, British Museum shines light on Assyrian King World. So maybe they still got that going on on there. That'd be really cool to look at. They're saying that the Assyrian Empire is, you know, like the template for just like all other empires and stuff. Like they were the first big one. Are they the ones to invent the sewage system? I don't know. And what was the Mesopotamian Empire, I Mesopotamian. think. The irrigation. Yeah. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, that was Mesopotamia. 
That's like the <clears throat> that's like the biggest foundation for uh, an actual society is that they have that. Like the idea that your waste goes somewhere and not and doesn't stay with you like you're some kind of animal or something like that where it's like that was like the basis of like we're civilized people we don't we have like waterways and systems like that um but anyways so the, to end out this eight-year-old diana segment of the film she's she's staring at this uh god killer sword with a lot of intent and uh, although queen Hippolyta says that you know you are not destined to have this sword because you're safe here. You, you know, you never have to worry about such things. She is gleefully like staring at the sword. Like I want this sword. It's the like determination. And what is that? It's cause like when you, when you're told that you can't have something that you really want or can't get to a point of achievement that you really mm-hmm. want, you want it more and you want to prove somebody wrong that you said when I was eight, I was never going to wield the sword. Watch me. It, and, and I'm going to work to the point where I will wield that sword. Why would you want to wield that sword just out of that? Just it's like, like an achievement thing. It's like being. She sees being a very strong warrior as yes. the achievement. Yes. Because that's also something she can't have. Because her mom won't let her do it. You want what you can't have. Mm-hmm. And she may not know why she wants to be a warrior. She just knows that she wants to be one. She might mm-hmm. want to grow up and want to want to be like all the rest of the... She's the only person on the island who doesn't get trained in combat. And she doesn't question why do that think? is. Is that true? Yeah. Are there like merchants and stuff that just like... Is there is there a class system like that? Or is like everybody just like, all right, I'm gonna go train, and then well, I gotta go to th- sell rugs at five. <laughs> you have to think about it this way, though. It's like you have a, a an island of women ready to drop everything and like go to battle if they need to. Not everybody is gonna be as yeah. No, they act- have an army, but like yeah. there's also other bystanders. Yeah, but we saw but them I'm sure before. Th- yeah, I'm sure they've been trained in basic combat. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because they're they're the class of warrior women, so they've at least had some sort of like training of some sort. But Diane is the only person on the island actually like banned from doing that. Mm-hmm. She is explicitly banned. Yeah, so that is like no matter what, even if there were pacifist people, she is still part of royalty. That isn't allowed to be trained. Yeah. She's like the only person on the island who is incapable of being trained. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what my, my, my thought was, is like, okay, she's she's staring at the sword with intent. And that's why I was like, I don't know if it's just like, I can't have it and I want it more. or is Wait, it like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you saying it both, she can't, she's the only person on the island that can't be trained, like... Because her mom says she can't be trained, or like because, like metaphysically, nobody can train Diana Prince. It's because her mom said no. <laughs> her mom oh, said no. Okay. I thought you were doing it. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying that a human can't train a demigoddess. Yeah. That's not how I intended it to be. It's more of okay. like a. My mom said no, so I can't. Well, as we see okay. in this minute, 
you're kind of right. But you're not. A human cannot. A themisca- an Amazon still is not able to. That's not, but that's not true because Antiope did train her. She had all of her foundational training as an Amazon. Yeah, regardless, an Amazon. regardless of being a demigoddess or not, like mm-hmm. all of her foundational training was steeped in history of being an Amazon warrior. So, like, her fighting style is traditional, really, to Antiope. Yeah. And so, moving forward, because now we're going to get into into training uh, that, like, Antiope is training, um, you know, four years later, quote-unquote four years, um, as we move into... Emily Carey's portrayal of of Diana, um, age twelve, right? Age mm-hmm. twelve, played by Emily Carey, who also she she also played the younger version of Laura Croft in the newest Tomb Raider movie that we saw. You remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing that movie? Uh, she's also going to be. Think I blacked out for that, or like I repressed it, or I something. I don't know. I just don't know if it was memorable enough. It's all right. Um, I didn't see that movie. Uh, she's also going to be starring in a new Anne Frank movie that they're making. As Anne Frank? Emily Carey, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of, you can kind of see it in this minute. Um, and then she, I guess it was a newer uh, Anastasia movie, Anastasia movie. Anastasia. She, I say Anastasia, but most people don't know what I'm talking about, so I have to say Anastasia. 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 And so Emily Carey also played Anastasia in that Um but yeah, this is where we see um, her training in secret with Antiope, Antiope, however you want to pronounce that. Um, uh, Linda Hemming, who is the costume designer, said... I'll, I'll budge on Antiope. What I won't budge... <laughs> <laughs> do not come at me with that gosh darn Anastasia attitude. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, uh, Linda Hemming, costume designer, was saying that General Antiope, her costume is the only one, uh, that was completely handmade. Uh, wow. Be, and I guess that's kind of oh, like, Oh, she's uh, in the, in the, in the pool of, in the, in the same party as, uh, Feora. Feora. Feora Ool. Yeah. Feora yeah, Ool and Man of Steel, her whole costume Hell was yeah. real while everyone else got CGI stuff because they were like, once they built Feora's costume, they were like, we're tired. We're not doing that. We can't do that. <laughs> Everyone's going to have to CGI. And that's why her stunt double, Carvex, Samantha Joe, who's Uboa in this film, also has a real suit because they were like, oh, you, you were the stunt double. So you're just also going to be in the film. And so as she's wearing it, um, but anyways, most of the stuff is 3d printed uh for this film like you can literally see it in like uh diana's like shoulder it kind of almost it's either 3d printed or to be perfectly honest when i was watching the minutes i was like that looks like warbla it looks like foam like just no like actual like warbla like the plastic is that Uh, what i was gonna ask what the material is warbla is it warbla it's like a thermoplastic you heat it up and you shape it Mm -hmm. oh boy it's just gonna end, end in a landfill it's just Yes, we're all going there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to end up in like a glass case at the Warner Brothers studio only to rot away. And then people go like, oh, that's deteriorating. You go, yeah, duh. Was, yeah, well, it's deteriorating. After thousands of years. Yeah. So if, uh, it, if it doesn't get, uh, never mind. 
Go on. I'm sorry. Okay. I was going to say if it doesn't get uh, swallowed up by a whale or something, I don't know, something <laughs> bad. That just, I'm just I'm trying to advocate we don't come on, stop with the plastic. You could have said the plastic. the big one comes in California breaks off and we never see it again. That could have worked too. Does plastic have to do with that? Or nope. we'll just make a new we'll, we'll, make, we'll make a new California out of plastic. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. It's just someone's going to be like, oh, I got a 3D printer, guys. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Well, we just take and then all some the guy's going to be like, hey, he's got that. I got the one to make the big H. Uh, <laughs> I can only do H's, so we got about what? We're going to be called huh from now on. Oh, <laughs> so that's only one. So like, we got to get someone to do a couple O's. Maybe the dude that's doing the O's could double with the W. That would save some time. <laughs> I'll try to figure out to get a D, but you know, we might have to hire out. Um, 3D printed armor. That's where mm-hmm. we're going nowadays, and it's making cosplay that much more easier, guys. Hey, it kind of is. How much uh, are a lot 3D of printers? Like $600? They range. You can get one for like $200 up to like $3,000. Right. It really How- comes down to... Um, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. I mean, make yeah, make cosplay costumes. What do you mean? That's literally the only thing I want to do with it. So you have to then ask people who do have that and make like cosplay. my cousin. Yeah, and then you have to be like, okay, well, what you know, which one do you use? And then they're like, well, I just make like emblems and I make like batarangs, and it's like someone's like, no, I actually three D print no, the fabric, the whole thing. No shoulders. I need like you know. But this is why I want to do it myself. It's like I need to... So, like, is that... That's, like, what you need to get, like, an industrial big 3D printer to do arm plates, chest plates, shoulders. You can't just have, like, the little desk one that makes a little thick Yoda. Yeah, but then at that point... Sorry, getting in a cosplay minute here. You're making bigger armor pieces out of plastic, which are going to be heavier. Or... Not necessarily. Urethane rubber? Uh, Play the cosplay minute theme. Cosplay minute. Thought we didn't. I thought we didn't have that one. Thank you. It was queued up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you've buffer. looked into it, right? I can't get a still on these on this uh, on this fight to get like shoulder plates. I can really only see into EAP's, uh headband. What Wait, you are it? you talking what? about the twelve-year-old Diana scene? Yeah. If you pause no. it while she's like on the ground, like she, Antiope shoved her. Yeah, you can see the shoulder pads. It literally looks like, I know it 3D printed, that's fine. But like <clears> it, <throat> it truly looks like thermoplastic. Like somebody just built it out of Warbler. But you can build, if you build it like. They will come. In poly, <sighs> sure. <laughs> in like polygons and like adhere them together, you can even make cosplay larger pieces by piecemealing them which is basically how every cosplayer makes armor anyway mm-hmm. it's not being printed in like okay well i'm gonna make shoulders and it's just like one unit and you have to figure out how to slip your head through it i don't know it's not yeah. like that the so like i don't the only my exposure to 3d printers is as follows um I don't. There's used to and there no. used to be one at like this Orlando Science Center that like would you know print out a little dinosaur out of like hot wax. You know, Are you, you talking got about that the like zoo? a little. Yeah, like the zoo would have those <laughs> as well. That was that's that's one a b. Oh, was it Billy's Machine in Jurassic Park three? 
That's like my only exposure to 3D printers, so I don't know what they look that like. That is real 3D printing. That was ahead of its time. The ju- that was, yeah, that was in you know, 2004, yeah. 2003. The vocal cord of a Velociraptor. That w- To me, I always think about like, that that was 3D printing. We didn't we yeah, thought that, that was a 3D printer. We thought that was science fiction. That was science fact. Everything is, everything is science fiction before it comes becomes fact. Stamp on That's the screen. Goes. Fact. Yeah, but like what was the other thing? The shotgun shell that sent a sensor sonar thing into the ground. That was wild. Did that exist? I'm oh, sure it does. Yeah, the shot That's what the thing, there. the tire thing that he sent out. It was a 12 gauge round that just like shot in there. We yeah. just don't. Like a nail gun. We're not privy. We don't. It's above our pay grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, Antiope's costume is completely handmade. Um, they, they, what they were, they were saying like, yes, we can 3D print, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the costumes for the general Amazons and especially for Diana. Um, by the end of this week when she's doing her training as Gal Gadot, like her training armor is like fully 3D printed because it's supposed to look generic. It's supposed to look um, like very green. As when you fo- drop in an RPG for the first time, exactly. you get the base armor. They were like, they called it like athletic wear for Amazons. And oh, that's what cute. Athleisure. <laughs> ath- ath- yeah. Athletic wear for. It's like, what is it? First level of KOTOR pretty much. Yeah, basically. It's like, this is what your first level one Amazon would look like. Um, and Antiope is supposed to be like, she's, she's, an she's end maxed game. out. She's, she's an end game. Everything she's, is, yeah, she's, she's even got, um, she's even game got, master. she's got a crocodile like sash. That's like a real, like, I don't know if it's a real crocodile, but it's like, it's just a crocodile belt going around her shoulder um, kind of like I, a sash. It's again, let's bring up this question from the, the last week. We didn't know if buffaloes existed on Themyscira. Well, now apparently crocodiles do. That's what they said in the Art of Book 2. They were like, oh, yeah, you, you know, it's not hard to believe that crocodiles exist around Themyscira. And so Antiope probably just used one for armor, something like that. And Rain, rainforest, uh, yeah. tropical area, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> and so There's a, what is this? There's a ram in this scene. There's all yeah more white peacocks. There's some rams in here. Um, it's like a regular Garden of Eden over there. Queen Hippolyta's sword. Its hilts are like ram horns on the sides, like the hilt. So like, um, so what they were saying is that although Antiope's is is fully handcrafted to just be like that's her character. This everything that's on her, every weapon that she has, that's something that identifies with Antiope and everyone else, even though they're 3d printed, they were still like, well, okay, we, we have to like make it somehow look like that's theirs. And so like, when you look at, um, it's, it's either pronounced Manalipe or Manelope, um, the third sister of Queen Hippolyta and Antiope, she has like a lot of red clothing big v's down like her chest where's plate. she she's the red hair one she's the second first off i'm gonna tell you this is news to me that they're all sisters there's uh, there's also another I, there's a fourth sister that was the original queen of the amazons that's what i learned Ooh, in today's boy <laughs> yeah that's what you learned today because i learned that today too thank god i'm not the only yeah. one <laughs> yeah um which yeah it got me confused but yeah they were like oh you know i thought it was just the blanket term 
I, oh, the uh, sisters, a, yeah. like they just refer to each other. Yeah, because Diana uses that as well, you know. Well, because she truly believes that, like, well, every, everybody's sister, everybody's her Soul sister because she grew up will. with, yeah, all of them so as like, family. Are we to believe that they are related by blood? I guess that's the question. Because, I mean, like, obviously they are all sisters, the Amazon and, like, that community and all that stuff like that. And what Queen Hippolyta did for them and everything, I would assume that she would see every single one of them as a sister. But is it a blood thing in this point? Sure, but, like, uh, I'm assuming Antiope Hippolyta, this third sister. And then this mythological one, that the original Mm-hmm. Um, queen, they are like OG Amazons, like in the revolt Amazons. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Pretty sure like, Menelipe is in the, like Murderers of Hercules type thing. Yeah, like, like yes, they're, the, and they're the ones that started the revolt. In yes. fact, okay. yeah, she was. Uh, I was reading up on her lore and like the Comic Vine kind of websites and stuff like that, and she was actually in that. I'm glad you brought that up because you're actually kind of correct on that, Nate. What? She was involved in the 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 battles of the beheading of Hercules. Yeah, but you know how they call him like Heracles, and you know. Uh, yeah, Queen Hippolyta cut his dang head off. Yeah, uh, she was. She, she was also involved in that. But yeah, she's like the. They call her like, she's the youngest sister, and she's like the more hot-headed one. She's since since Queen Hippolyta is is the queen and she's royalty the level-headed politician she and the older sister one she's yeah. up there and so that leaves general Antiope to be the general of the amazons and that means sweet angel she's the middle child she's the middle child oh and then menelipa is the second in command of the amazons and then menelipa is the the younger sister um but then um the this moment here with Emily carries Diana this is where Queen Hippolyta catches Antiope um and there's something I really like about Connie Nielsen's performance in this um scene because she comes off very very like I don't know like powerful like commanding and it's something I really get like I gravitate towards that that she's doing that and I really like her performance. But as the scene goes on, she's a little bit more dynamic than that. And I think that's what makes her such a great character is that when she's when she first arrives on the scene, she's a very, like, angered mother but also commanding queen. And so she's like, off you go, you know, like, perhaps I'm not the revered queen that I should be. And, and that's really cool and, like, it's, like, very, like, aggressive and and there's something to really like in that but when she starts talking to Antiope she changes dynamically as a character and as a person portraying that character to be a little bit more than just a static queen you see Queen Hippolyta turn from queen into sister talking to sister like there's like this change um, where she's no longer angered by Antiope but more like you know like what the hell are you doing we're supposed to protect this yeah yeah and and like oh Ares could have died from his wounds yeah and she's like denying it now she doesn't sound like a queen she sounds like two sisters they sound like they're worried about their 
their daughter and their niece. They're yeah. literally just worried about a child. That's yeah. it. Hippolyta's armor also looks like it's a alligator, crocodile. Alligator seats with the head in the inside. Uh, whatever the animal is that they. <laughs> what do you think they have? Crocodile or alligators? Probably crocodiles because of salt water, crocodile. right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're talking about the Mediterranean Sea, they probably got crocodiles. Um, yeah. Big, big Africa. Big teeth, big chompers. You heard? You heard of this? Uh, it's called the Nile. Yeah. Why do you sound? Why like did you sound it like a bio DNA strand? Yeah, like. Yeah, like you're in <laughs> New Orleans talking about the Nile River. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alligators, crocodiles, Bayou, Nile River. No, yeah. none of them. no. <laughs> They're too close to compare. No. The Nile River and crocodile. That's um, that's a lyric right there. I'll take my check. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, it's really. You know, for a character that they could have just been like, oh, you know, it's just she's not Wonder Woman and it's a comic book movie. We don't have to give them depth. It's like, no, she has a very dynamic range of being a mother, being a queen, being a sister, being a person who's denying that a god is still alive to being fearful that the god is still alive and she doesn't want to admit it. But I guess that's why... uh... I like that. I like the depth of like supporting characters Mm -hmm. because you actually get a better emotional foundation for how Diana sees the world Mm -hmm. and how she emotionally interprets things because she's got the duality of Hippolyta versus Antiope. But even Hippolyta is more dynamic. She's not just a queen who only sees the world one way. She's a queen who's also a mom mm-hmm. who really just wants to protect her child. And so you see Diana, I feel like, have this like sway of emotions when she's trying to interpret new things too. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be as open as she can, but kind of a little sketched out, but also prepared. It's like all the folds of how she grew up. And if you didn't see all of this it would almost be like an emotional disconnect for the audience interpreting how diana acts yeah because i do say um that queen hippolyta was written to be a woman that did go through what diana is going to go through like they said that queen hippolyta went through the same way basically in like a very generic way of describing that like she knows what's in store for diana because she went through that already with her history that was explained so yeah it's she she knows because she's been through it so um but what like i think this conversation not only does antiope get her way but i think it proves that antiope knows that this is the this is the way to that this is the way this is the way like it has to like like i was trying to think of more um uh uh which i know which is probably you know a lot less because it like in movies queen um uh very strong and like uh calm collective like queen attitude kind of thing 
in mm-hmm. media that I was trying to figure out, and I was just trying to run through like the, you know the movies and TV shows and stuff like that that had <clears throat> queens and stuff as characters and you know the one that i landed on obviously was like cersei and that's just you know garbage compared to hippolyta in my opinion you know it's like hippolyta is so firm in the end by the end here like coming to grasp with what um um antiope is telling her and like you know this is However many years, but obviously some time has passed since they've had the conversation because we got it when she was an eight-year-old kid of saying she'll never be trained, yada, 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 and then she's training her at night or whatever. Now it's like however many years, whatever time has passed, uh, length has passed for Diana to successfully get away with training for all this time, Um, but Hippolyta does not you know, freak out or anything at the idea of it, but her coming to grips with, like, Antiope saying it's a possibility that he's here, um, does she still deny it at the end of this episode, at the end of the minutes? Is she still in denial? I think she's been denying it in herself that he died, or that he's still alive, because... It's an easier... It's an easier thought to bear than him being out there and possibly trying to kill Diana. Because, yeah, the conversation, like, first of all, we we have to think that she's still hiding her from him. Yeah. But she, but she's like, oh, he could have died from his wounds. He could have. And she's like rolling her eyes around it and she doesn't want to admit. And then it's like, okay, but if he died, then why, why are you hiding her? You know, what are you so worried about? And she doesn't want to admit that that dude is still out there and that she's afraid for Diana to train because then make it easier for him to find her. I don't know how that works, but she's obviously doesn't want to admit that he's still alive. So, well, cause if, you know, in, in Hippolyta's mind, if this is what I get from it, in Hippolyta's mind, if, if he's still alive, then Diana has to go kill him. And if Diana has to go fight him, that means she has to train all this. And then that actually, has a possibility of her being killed by him. And Hippolyta does not want to lose Diana in that way. So it's like, don't train her. She won't be powerful. Uh, he won't sense her power or anything like that, trying to kill her, trying to come after her, yada, 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 that whole thing. Right? Yeah, but it's also like, if there's another... <laughs> Say Ares boom tubes in. If Diana's not prepared to fight him, she'll die instantly. Um, there's no boom tubes, though. Well, you know what I mean. Like, theoretically. Well, no. that's <laughs> Well, he can't because they're protected that the last thing Zeus did was put that island, Themyscira, there and protected it from Ares. So, he doesn't know. But if Diana is training, that has the intention of sending her out to go find him. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Um you can get away with just like, yeah, train here in case anything happens. But that's like what the Amazons are doing. In Diana's case, mm-hmm. you can't. <laughs> you can't just say, all right, you can do your little combat, you know, stuff, but, you know, be in, be back by nine. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> no, I, I think I think they they know that Diana is the only one who could kill him when he eventually does show up because I think they know that it's a when not an if he's going to show up 
And so they're like, okay, but when he does, we won't be ready because Diana will never have been trained. Or worse, he might be the one to train her, which has happened in some Wonder Woman comics. But anyways, like, they they know they need to admit it's a win, not an if. And so Queen Hippolyta is like, you're right, it's a win, so let's do it now. And I need you to train her like we should have been training her from the jump. So she, she came out of her clay womb. Yeah. And Sword here and she is. In hand. Yes. Um, and so they were like, okay, well, now you have to train her five times harder. No, ten times harder. You got to train her. And then we get the training montage. Yeah, training Woo! montage. Uh, which is a, a badass training montage, I got to say. Like, um, the choreography that they're doing is, I think, I think it's cool. I like the idea that this... Uh, t- to me, it came out like a like a video game. Like she's doing the dodging of the st- of the spear, and she's doing the shield toss, and she does like the whip thing to the person's leg and like pulls them up. I think that's all just fantastic. I like. Uh, wh- I don't know why there's not a Wonder Woman game, but uh, that would be really cool to do. Um, all those kinds of choreography stuff that they do. She even does like. Um, when Gal Gadot is, is, is doing the choreography, she's fighting all these people, and she looks up and sees that Queen Hippolyta is now here to watch the final test that she's doing. She does, like, this smile. and Look, like Mom. She does, like, a no-look parry to this one attack that someone's doing with, like, the bow, and it's I think it's cool. I think that the no-look parry is probably one of the coolest things. She does, like, this. She doesn't look. She parries this person's attack. She ends. She defeats them. Turns around, lassoes a person's foot, yanks up up off the air. She does a shield throw she, before that. You missed that. That was yeah. She got the archer with the oh, shield yeah. throw. Yeah, I thought I mentioned that. But yeah, no, it's, it's it's cool. I think it's amazing. It's very good. Like, it's all fluent. It's all like in the motion that she can take out all these different people in one go. Uh, and then of course Artemis shows up and clocks her. <laughs> Who's the who's got the uh, gold armor, the javelin thrower? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm gonna have to have to scan through it. You don't have. It's okay. I mean, <clears throat> I just thought you knew. Mm-mm. I don't know all of them. I wish I did. Um, you get a good view of um. Menelipe, though. Yeah, so you see her in the back. Yeah, she has like that red it and looks yellow like, uh, like armor. It looks like they all got like horn, ram horns on the sword. Menelipe's sword also has like those horns on it at the hilt. What kind of sword does Diana have? She doesn't have the god killer. She takes it. Does she have... What kind of sword does she, she have right the... now? Yeah, that's my question. A training sword? It's like Probably a training just like sword, a, yeah. Yeah. Probably just like a plain one. Let me see if I can get mm-hmm. a get a get a get a dot on it. I do. Oh, I had the volume up on that one, but I do like Menelipe, uh armor. I like that redness. The other ones, though, they don't have that. I know they were all like kind of um, dipped in like a very dark coffee color to give them that aged look. But hers looks like um, I, I want to say like sports cari, like like like. It's it's red and yellow. It looks very flashy. It's Iron Man esque. Very, very sleek. Um, 
Like hers almost looks like, uh, like I don't know, like actual sporty. Like it's supposed to be like, look at how cool I am. I'm like wearing like Nimbus 2001 um, type. Well, clothing. like the way that the um, so like it's, it's a it's V shape going down like plating. It's V plating all the way on her, mm-hmm. and that's a lot like what um Diana's suit. She has the V's on her later on, doesn't it? Doesn't one woman suit have the V's kind of thing? Well, it's a W, yeah, because they were like, oh, we'll use the the, the oh, W I guess letter, so, yeah, and like make, and so they were like, oh, we don't want everyone to have W's throughout their armor, but we are going to use the letter W to create most of the angular lines on everyone's armor. So, like, um, if you look through almost all the images of the Amazons and the armor that they wear, they do have those. V's and W's because they all are based on that Dawn of Justice Wonder Woman suit. They were like, you know, they took that and they were like, we're going to make it a stencil for mm-hmm. how they all look and just change it up a bit here and there. Um, and then to give... Um, she doesn't start with a sword here. Does she pick someone else? I think she picks up someone's sword with the parry because she parries with a bow. Yeah, because yeah. she has. she starts off... Yeah. Doing archery. Mm-hmm. It's to yeah. show that she's like a jack of all trades kind of thing. That she can fight in any style and parry and defeat in any style. She doesn't have a sword. Oh wait, no, it does skip a little bit. It, uh, it's it's not a. It is a montage in a way because it goes to her fighting. Um. Ares when she comes up and just smacks her because she has a sword magically. No pun intended, and not even real. So she does a lasso. Mm-hmm. And then Ares comes up. The scene with Ares is a different part because she has a sword. Now they're just sparring. Now it's like a sparring part. Now it's not like obstacle course or whatever well, that one is. She's the f- she's the final <clears throat> she's the final normal boss before you get to Antiope. Yeah, she's the final boss. She's the level ninety nine Amazon. They hit they have to fight now. I do like their fight because it's like it's an no punches are being pulled there. It's supposed to be a fight fight. I love the shove that when Antiope is disarmed and Diana, you know, expects the battle to be fair, to quote. Like, Antiope's, like, shove to the ground. I, it's You feel it, and you're like, oh, that's a that's a unnecessary roughness penalty on you. It's a bubble burst. It's like a, if you think every opponent is going to be as I guess I wouldn't I don't want to say like chivalrous but as like respectful mm-hmm. um, then you're sadly mistaken a lot of people are going to do a lot of bad things to get what they want and to defeat you and you have to be ready for that does that does that play into um, this movie or does that, does that yeah play well into- yeah that's like you know one of the big lessons that Antiope teaches Diana is no one, not everybody's going to play fair. Um, yeah. But does, does that does play that in at the end play fight? In? Probably. We just got to, well, it plays, I can't remember. I feel like it plays, it plays into not even just with Ares, but later in the movie, you find out that they have that whole, that whole little town 
like oh yeah just like civilians um, dying with, and like with the gas. chemical warfare yeah. oh. and then that that realization washes over her yeah. of like oh my god antiope was right yeah. this is like something i've never i can never be emotionally prepared mm-hmm. for yeah. and that's why she like rides off as fast as possible it's like that it's almost like that blink oh shit yeah. sorry that this this is really happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would happen this way. Yeah, the village. That's a good one. I I didn't think about it as as the village because like yeah, but I was all, me with nineteen eighty four on the brain. I was thinking like, is Maxwell Lord going to be doing something that's like, could oh. that carry back on? Because I know they're going to do another uh, Amazon flashback, but it's like he seems like someone to be like, okay, you expect the battle to be fair. This man is like the least like. Maxwell yeah. The Germans were the least fair. <laughs> Maxwell Lord's a sleazebagano, so yeah, just know yeah. know that he's a he's conniving. He's uh, he's smart. Mm-hmm. He'll but I f- he'll he'll turn it to get his way, kind of thing. But I feel like that's that's it's not just a uh, 1984 would be like in my mind technological and modern, mm-hmm. whereas like German. Here we're introducing the idea of like chemical warfare and like um Isn't there an MSI song called nineteen eighty four? Shakedown nineteen eighty four. Isn't it like that? No? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanna be the one in control. Yeah. It's not nineteen eighty four. Oh my god. It's something. But yeah, anyways, we just nineteen eighty nine. She's she's gonna keep yeah. learning that lesson over and over again. It's not just a one-time lesson realization. It's like, oh, the entire my entire life is going to be like this. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a when I get to the big bad opponents, they're yeah. going to be like this. Superman learned that the hard way. You can kill this giant monster, but you're going to you're going to die too. Can't be with Lois Lane. Um, and then so I the, one other thing before we get to our last uh, topic, but like there's when she's fighting artemis there's this fake out that she does after she's like hurt by artemis that i also like that bit of choreography that gal Gadot does this kind of like Ooh, uh, like i'm i'm exhausted and she does like this fake out she comes back in she disarms artemis and then she's like i have you oh i thought Submit. she was like popping her chin back in place or something you think she was popping that's even more bad smacked in the chin and like she like pops it back into place yeah it kind of reminded me of the fight with doomsday though because he like swung her around and like did all that and she kind of faltered a few times in that fight cracked a smile and then she was like yeah of like oh great a tough opponent yeah yeah i know tough opponents but it's also like sometimes you got to get smacked around to realize you need to be Mm -hmm. you need to go into op mode (laughs) yeah which she does at the end of this uh at the end of this five minutes, which is what I wanted to talk to you guys about, because she does, um, and Tape is, is, is swinging at her. She's got these gauntlets on these bracers. She's, uh, she's blocking every hit from it. And then she does like the, you know, the explosion blasting that we're known that Wonder Woman is known for now. And that's now like, the, um, American sign language, um, sign for Wonder Woman. Are you serious? Yes. They changed no it. No way. Yeah. They changed it um, because I'm sorry. I cried when we were getting ready to record the first week of this. We were watching the uh, the extra features, and Mark 
pulled up one and they they were in a panel like Patty Jenkins was there. Connie Nielsen. Yeah. Um, at a candy. Oh. Uh, yeah. I remember her name. The girl who plays Sorry, at a candy. I can't yeah. Remember it. Um, and at, towards the end of the feature, they were having a panel talking about like feeling about the movie. And Lucy Davis. There we go. Um, one of the women in the audience asked them if they wanted to, if they wanted to know what the symbol for Wonder Woman was, and that they changed it, and that it is exactly her gauntlet hit now it's very mm-hmm. cool. so that's it's so i i wonder uh, does it have to it, be left over wonderful. right right over left obviously it's got to be something like that but i don't know but yeah it was fun so like now they know it's right over left that it it's so fun how like pop culture impacts like even daily life so like you see a powerful portrayal like that and then it it sends shockwaves out to Maybe people who, in this case, like, people who don't feel as powerful, they like that powerful figure, it can now be a part of something greater. A whole community is now using that as a symbol. It's very cool. It's it's badass. Mm-hmm. It's the coolest, yeah, it, it deserves the, the, I, the iconography that it has now. Um, I mean, like, what other thing could be put into practical use from, like... That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Like, you can't make (laughs) a stupid Batmobile, like, that's just dumb. That's just a a stupid car. Uh, A Superman statue, maybe? I mean, like, yeah, but then there's also, like, the the bronze Batman statue. Like, that's... What the hell? That's dumb. Um, Nothing... Like, you can't incorporate, like, anything... Like, you can't... No one's gonna make a bat signal that's gonna like be practically used. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least like that is being used, and that's a practical use. Something from like you said, something from pop pop culture being used practically is great. And the fact that it was Wonder Woman, oh man, yeah. I think um, so. Like my my question here now is, and I have it in my notes written as gauntlets. How do they work? This item that she has, mm-hmm. does it take in energy and then exert it back out? Is it like, is it like a, f- a fleece? Like Black Panther uh, thing? Are you talking about Argonauts kind of thing? Yeah. Is it like uh, a, does it, does it, because Antiope is whacking at her gauntlets. And the only other time I've seen her use her gauntlets was when Doomsday did his like, oh, I'm full of new, I'm full of radiation. Mm-hmm. I got to let it, let it out. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to absorb it. And then I'm gonna dish it back out. Yeah, and so, and so I'm like, okay, does it take energy in? Yeah, I think and it's like she, a kinetic thing. But I also think she can't just end in. I think she could. I think she could because I think at this point she's still learning how a demigod's powers work. Mm-hmm. And do you think it, if she just like does it without like buildup of energy, it'll just be like a big loud bang that'll like make you know just like ow? But like if she gets like built up energy on it it turns into a blast well uh, she can create her own energy i think what it what Whoa. it boils down to is is she in danger oh because I didn't, from from what what do you mean she's in danger from in this case i feel like it's like psychological like emotional danger sense? oh you think it's no, like no it's like it's her like fight or flight it's you think it's passive? She, like that's a passive power for one woman? It's I thought it was in the gauntlets. 
No, it doesn't matter the gauntlets. She's not wearing the same gauntlets she's going to wear in the rest of the movie. You sure? It's the same one. I don't think so. It's like I don't think these are her final gauntlets. Are they Hephaestus gauntlets? Are we assuming that thing is correct? Yeah, those those are made are by those, Hephaestus. But are those the gauntlets that she wears through the rest of the movie? Yeah, because I think she doesn't know why I she's don't think wearing it's. I don't think it's in the well, gauntlets. Well, here's the other question. She, yeah, this is weird, but she's when she's a child, she's not wearing the same ones. It's not they grow on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like these are made for Diana to use and they're going to do this crazy force field thing. You'd be surprised if Hippolyta, Queen Hippolyta had that conversation with Hephaestus and he was like, these are for her. But, okay, I digress. What I think it is is like this is something that she can use when she's in danger. You think that... This is like the, a demigod power. And you don't think it has to do with the gauntlets? No, because she can fly. Does that have anything to do with can the gauntlets fly? or can, costumes or anything? The final, the final. Sorry, spoiler. No, none. Not even. So even in Dawn of Justice, that was still like that was best of the best Wonder Woman. Apparently, what we that well, was the, in the Ares in the Ares fight to follow. She's floating or levitating at the very least. Yeah. She, she got does. the power in the when it, she was harnessing lightning energy. Yeah, I guess she I is think floating. She at the might end have the ability to fly. She can I, leap very high. She can leap. This bounds, is what I'm saying. Leap and bound. She is still learning her demigod powers because they have been hidden from her her entire life. Okay. You can't expect to go from like, oh, I'm training as an Amazon now to immediately knowing all of the things that you can do that yeah. it's been shrouded. I, I personally, personally am still under the impression that her full armory is a gift of the gods, like Boots of Hermes type thing. Well, yeah, it's all a blessing. Yeah. So you don't think but- she's... She has uh, powers passively. You think that her things come from the suit, the boots, I, the the uh, lasso? I think so. I think she has passive powers. Ooh. I think she has uh, gear powers. I honestly don't times? know. I honestly, I honestly don't know because I've always, I've just like assumed that yeah, she can fly. She's a demigod. That's just like you know, that's her power. I never assumed that like. The armor or the boots helped her fly, or they helped her ass- run fast. I would assume they enhance her powers, but at the same time, I I know I'm like borrowing from comics, which I mean this whole thing is, but she's done stuff in plain clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it, like, it all goes that back would to, mean she has passive. It all goes back to who's writing her, obviously. So what we need to do is yeah, narrow it, it down to yeah. this movie. Johnny thinks that her. Passive fight or flight is this plasma blast, energy blast. <laughs> I'm thinking that the gauntlets take kinetic energy and she has the ability to disperse it. She just doesn't know how to disperse it. And it's just like a, you know, oh, it is a fight or flight thing. It's a conduit. Thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a fight or flight thing in this mm-hmm. moment. But I do think that she can control the gauntlets i think the gauntlets mm-hmm. take in energy and she can bang that out and direct it and stuff yeah i i i think the i think the arm the the armory that she takes with her i think they're all magically blessed and that she can 
she can absorb energy into the gauntlets and then dish them out um, because Hephaestus made it that way. Um, not to get to spoiling the lasso of Hestia, which we'll get to later, but it's like way later when we actually see it in use. But they say in the art of book that the lasso of Hestia kind of has not a mind of its own, but it's a part of Diana in a way that like it doesn't need to completely wrap itself around a person to to grab onto them and to then be used. And then if she wants to put the lasso away, it will coil itself. It doesn't need her to wrap, wrap it, it around. Up yeah. and, and so like she can use it. She'll whip someone. She puts it back on and the lasso will be like zip, zip, zip. And it like zips back up because it is magically blessed itself. That one we know for a fact is that is, yeah, it's a lasso. The lasso, lasso is the thing, but you have yeah. to learn, you have to be skilled with the lasso. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's also very hot. So it's like, it's almost like holding, um, oh, yeah. just a very hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's going to burn you if you, if you can't handle the heat. Um, so I, I, I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's, we, we don't see much of it. I know like towards the end we see Zeus or something, give her lightning and she is able to coil it around her gauntlets and then use it. Um, but maybe that's how we end. She's Zeus's daughter. She can wield. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> but like, um, yes, yeah, why don't we just end with that? And we'll ask, uh, you know, the listeners, if you're listening, tell us what you think about Diana's gauntlets and their their abilities. Do you think the powers reside in her in her blood? Or do you think it's the, the gifts of the gods. the gods that give her her powers? I have a one. I have another question. Yeah, go for it. Do you think the whole island is in on the conspiracy that she is a demigod? Yeah, I think they know. It looks know. like they are. Yeah, I think they know. Like literally everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because my That's thing is, when question. if you saw that for the first time and you didn't know, you'd be like, "What the heck is happening?" Artemis and and Wolf's character, Artemis, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you could have that. Like, <laughs> you could have that." She does like a nod, like, "All right, you win." <laughs> But then that means they're all in on it. Yeah, they. I don't. Are they all in it? They're all in they on it. They have to be. I think they know that she is. Yeah, demigod esque. I guess that's another question. Do you think everyone's in on it? Because I thought maybe just the royalty. I didn't know if everyone in the world was in on it. But um, is there yeah. a part in this movie where it's like a? confrontation of Hippolyta you lied to me sequence thing they do that you didn't Mm. tell me the truth is there a thing in that in this no no there is not I'm I'm on I'm really thinking because that doesn't happen until Harry's at the end yeah they leave on good terms. They leave on good no, they they leave on very sad mother rough, daughter rough terms. terms. Like that, when you go to college, you go off to college and you're going away and you leave your mom. Yeah. It's like kinda like that. And the mother's like, Now nah, I lost you too, kind of thing. Uh it ends like that. It doesn't end there's no No, it ends with Diana being like, I'm leaving. You can't stop me, mother. And she's like, You're right. I'm also forgetting I'm st- all of her powers in Justice League. Does she well, fly that's, in Justice that's a League? No. She jumped really high. Because that's supposed to be like, that's the end of the road. That's his most 
caught up as you can be in this timeline. She definitely has super speed. She passively or is it the boots? I think that's I I <laughs> honest, I would say that is passive. She is she is gifted with speed because snap, but then it's like come on, why is Shazam a thing? But then? yeah. But then like 1984 we're going to see like golden eagle armor and it's going to be like okay, well you're wearing that for a reason. Cuz you can fly with that. You see? And you exactly. can also use the last of to grab on the lightning, which doesn't need an explanation. And we'll get there eventually. Um, but let's le- let's leave those questions out for the listeners. We'll let them talk about it, and then we'll come back to our next week, and then we'll talk about um, minutes uh, 16 through 20. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. Uh, Facebook group to DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We could join us to talk about today's minutes or any other minutes that you're catching up on. And we'll catch you guys next week for minute number minutes number 16 through 20 of Wonder Woman.